hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth with me, Dr. Maria and Rudy Giuliani. And we are honorably sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And proud of it. And proud of it. What an organization. Well, the top news today is President Biden is going to the border. After two years of record illegal aliens coming into our country, using our taxpayer dollars, nobody being vetted, and disappearing into our country, he is going. After a lot of pressure from you, the people, The problem is there's a cover-up going on. One of the small cities of El Paso, I say small, it's got 670,000 people, are being swarmed by illegal aliens coming in. They don't know what to do with them. There's encampments everywhere. Well, with the news of President Biden coming two days ago, they started cleaning up the streets you know, trying to hide the illegals everywhere. And yesterday they sent a busload of Venezuelans, about 200 people on Saturday, to uh, Mexico. Venezuelan native Maria Rodriguez, 23, said she had been living in a dumpster for three days. And then word came down that President Biden is going to visit El Paso and they don't want him to know the gravity of the situation So they're cleaning up and deporting people. Well, there's a lot of criticism about who gets deported. Venezuelans, Cubans, who tend to, when they do come in legally, work hard, productive, productive citizens, and this is what the critics say, vote Republican. Those are the ones being deported back to Mexico. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it's being sanitized. Oh, and really Rudy, hard to figure out, Doctor. Really hard. <laughs> Rudy, I don't know how you feel about this, but there is a bad situation that happened almost the minute President Biden came into office. When we think about millions of illegals who came into our country, we don't know who they are, where they are, we know that over 90 people were identified on the terror watch list. Those are the ones caught. Yeah. We also know about the deadly, crippling fentanyl poisoning happening to our people. And he finally goes, which, by the way, I have to say this sad note, this side note, that it was a dereliction of duty by Alejandro Mayorkas and President Biden not dealing with this. It's a national security crisis i think impeachable it's an impeachable i uh, am totally with you it's an impeachable event getting killed as a result of his inaction uh the numbers are staggering 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 and only because of the crooked press the american people doesn't get the don't get the impact of it and we and abc and a couple of the other networks and our colleagues and friends we try very hard to get this to you but honestly we don't have the impact that like the major networks could have if they let's just look at the numbers for one second okay so so far they have apprehended since he's been president 4.3 million people that would make it the four side four four new hampshires four, <laughs> it would make it it would make it the second largest city in america that's more that's more than every city but new york 
Uh, number two, that's not the whole story. It's not even the worst part of the story. There are two subparts to the story that only an idiot like Biden would avoid or a liar like Mayorkas lie about. Number one, when 4.3 million people are coming in, if you are a well-organized, organized crime group, as the cartels are, you can sneak in lots of people with them because you just can't do a good vetting on 4.3 million people, not with the meager resources that we have. What do I mean by that? They can bring their drug dealers in. They can bring their drug operators in. They can bring in human traffickers in. They can bring in children they're going to use for prostitution and things even worse than that. They can bring their fentanyl in and make China rich and kill Americans. It's a wide-open way to come in. Second, this is almost <laughs> boilerplate. 4.2 million come in and are apprehended. 2.2 million come in and nobody ever sees them. The well, basic factor is anywhere from 50 to 100% more come in based on the number that get apprehended. Now, that also makes common sense. If the Border Patrol is so busy with 4.3 million, where are the Border Patrol agents left to stop the 5,000 that are coming in 30 miles away? Well, there aren't any. Well, those guys coming in are murderers, killers, drug dealers, sexual perverts, Terrorists. So, they ain't good people. So I follow the Border Patrol on Twitter. I'm not a big social media people, but if you could find the pictures from two days ago, what a mess El Paso was, and flood your social media, because CNN, MSNBC are not going to tell you how bad it is. What they're going to show is President Biden in a backdrop of clean, safe streets, which is the furthest from the truth. Does anybody watch CNN? <laughs> Probably not. El Paso is being cleaned up as if nothing unusual ever happened there. Just in time for Biden's visit to the border, tweeted the Border Patrol Union. We suggest Des Moines, Iowa, in telling him it's El Paso because he'll never know the difference because that's how much they're sanitizing the city. And what you were saying, Rudy, you know, you and I have been doing podcasts, radio, anything this, we can about podcast right. about letting the people know the truth about the border and the safety risks. But we also, for two years, we've been doing this. And who's complicit in all this? Our own president. I don't care who you voted for. It is a terrible feeling, at least for me personally, to know that my my president is turning his back on the American people. And the fact that we were complicit in making cartels billionaires, that we're complicit in child sex trafficking rings, human trafficking rings, drug rings. They only exist because of us. I was I uh, was in charge of narcotic, the narcotics division in the U.S. Attorney's Office of Southern District of New York in the 1970s. So, and that... It was the big hub of drugs then. It was the mafia era, the the French Connection era, the Nicky Bonds era, all of that. Big drug dealers, massive drug dealers. I was shocked when I got my first briefing from Laura Logan, who had done extensive work on the border, and explained to me what had happened to the Mexican cartels that I remembered. The Mexican cartels that I remembered were sort of second-level criminal gangs that operated as subcontractors for the French, for the Italians, for the Turks. They are now 
what the Colombian cartels were and what the mafia was. They are represented in American cities now by high-level organized crime people. Oh, yeah. We even have the Sinaloa. S- Sinaloa cartel. Sinaloa in Sinaloa Manchester, cartel is, the, is, the, is the Genovese crime family, possibly not as rich, possibly richer. Do not think of these people as backward. These are high-level organized criminals using computers. They're using very sophisticated. technology. They patrol our border looking for opportunities. In some of our cities, may I say, they yeah. control. And so the, what happens here is by, by Biden telling people to surge to the border at the Democratic Convention, they began setting up a network. We're going to pick people off. Thousands are going to be coming there in a chaotic situation. We're going to make order out of the chaos for our purposes. Let them be chaotic, but we'll pick out. The best people for fentanyl, where we can make the most money with the Chinese. We'll pick out the best terrorists that we can make money with ISIS. We'll pick out the best human traffickers so we can make money with the high-level pimps. On and on and on and on. And if they don't have a big picture of Joe Biden in their office with flowers under it, they're not appreciative. This is all due to Joe. Let me just give you one number and... Trump, what was the number? 500,000. One year. Biden, what's the number this year? 2.7 million? Are you kidding me? That's why you have to say it's by design, in which I can't comprehend why any president would allow illegal aliens to come in like this. And again, I have to say, because we know reporters listen to our show, don't take me or Rudy out of context. We love people from other countries, right? Our grandparents came from other countries legally. Yeah, legally, I want people. legally, I want people. legally. I mean, I am the biggest supporter uh, of people from Cuba coming into the United States. Of anyone, I think the Cubans are among the best immigrant group that ever came into this country. And if everybody was like the Cubans, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even need any of these laws. I mean, they are fantastic people, fantastic people. In fact, I think the reason why so many of the Hispanics in Florida become Republicans and not Democrats is they follow the example of the Cubans who came here, as opposed to uh, different examples that might be followed elsewhere. However, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't that good people aren't trying to come in for reasons that make you cry because they're family, et cetera. It's the fact that so many are coming in so chaotically that gives the well-organized, organized criminals the opportunity to destroy us. We are living through an invasion at our border that is greater than the invasion in Ukraine. While we watch Ukraine getting destroyed by Russia, America is being destroyed by China and by the cartels. By destroyed, I mean they're killing more of our young people than ever before. They're destroying our younger generation. The number of drug deaths, two years in a row of records. Joe Biden should resign just because of that. If this were Japan, he would have to resign for being such a failure. He, we have unbelievable, unbelievable chaos in places like a beautiful city like El Paso, home of the University of Texas. The last time I was in El Paso, it was one of the safest cities in Texas. And Juarez is one of the most dangerous cities in Mexico. And the mayor of, of Juarez and the police commissioner of Juarez lived in El Paso to be safe. Can you believe that? 
You're right. Yeah, good point. That so, was under a real president. That was under the time we had a president who had a functioning brain. Yeah, input, I hate to say it's becoming a cliche, America first. The thing that really bothers me, besides I worry about the crime, the fentanyl poisoning, what's happening to children en route, what's happening to women en route as they travel to the southern border, is the money being spent Many of us work really hard, work really hard, and we pay taxes. We don't mind paying taxes for bridges, safe streets, our law enforcement to keep us safe, our homeland security to keep us safe. But what they're doing is the the federal government is funneling money to what's called NGOs. Some of that is Catholic Charities. And they're giving lots of money to house a lot of these illegals. Some of them are crooked hide them, yeah, hide them even money. from authorities. So there's a lot to uncover. We don't have the time to do it here, but it's more than we'll simply continue. saying that the border is being surged. There's illegal things happening. There's our tax dollars being spent. You know what? There's a lot of Americans who are hard workers. I'm not talking about the generational welfare people. I don't believe in generally generational welfare. But those hard workers who still struggle. What about housing, affordable housing? We have enough money in this country to solve our problems but there's so much corruption, and the money goes in the wrong places. But I'm off my soapbox now. Yeah, but let's let's, <laughs> let, let, let's let's play. There's a reason for this, and there's a reason for this because this is the biggest, most cowardly abuse of power in Washington I have ever seen. Because no one will stand up and raise for the good of the people of the United States of America. The following question that will emerge when we play this cut. Please play this cut. Well, President Harris led this effort, led this effort to make things better in the countries from which they are leaving. Well, President Harris led this effort, led this effort to make things better. Well, President Harris, well, President Harris. Get the point. That isn't the first time he's done that. No, there's, there's. <laughs> That's about the hundredth time. Yeah, yeah. That. And not only that, uh, just recently, he told us a whole big story about making his uncle uh, give him a purple heart after he was vice president. And his father came to him after he was vice president, and he went and he got the purple heart and he gave it to Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank and his father were dead for at least four years before he was vice president. Well, that's not the worst part. The worst part is he was told that, and then he repeated it again, which tells us, and now I will exercise uh, something I've done twice before. The only one in America willing to say it. The man doesn't have a brain that functions with anywhere near the ability to be president of the United States. And it is dangerous for this country, and people have died because we don't have the courage to call them out. Just like I was the only one who would bring out his criminality, and I was the only one that John MacIsaacs trusted with the hard drive. And I was right about both of those. I'm also right that this guy is, and I will put it in language that you and I in Brooklyn can understand. This guy's gonzo. You wouldn't have him babysit for your kid. Well, please stay with us on Uncovering the Truth. When we come back, we're going to talk about that 
15th vote for Speaker of the House. Stick with us. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth. I am sitting with Rudy Giuliani. I am Dr. Maria, and we are sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. We spent the first half of this broadcast talking about the border situation. Please, please, please call your congressional delegation and say you want border security, you want safe streets, you want to stop the funneling of money to the NGOs. But on this border subject, we're going to go to Allison. Allison, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Ryan and Mr. Giuliani. Um, I'll be quick and get to the point. This trip that Biden is making, what is he going to accomplish by going to El Paso? (laughs) Good point. It's a show. It's a show, and I'm sure his people, not Biden directly, spoke to the mayor of El Paso about cleaning it up. Who's a Democrat? It's all for show. And has gotten really uh, frustrated because Biden won't give him any financial uh, emergency relief and is leaving it all to him. I mean, he's the guy that sent about half the people to Adams, not uh, Governor Abbott. Well, this 2.3 million number that they're throwing out there, triple that because they're not counting the gotaways. Yeah, you're right. You you know, Allison, you're absolutely right. And of course, the gotaways are probably the more dangerous, right? I would think so. I would think that those are the ones where um, they they have a, a lot of cartel connections, um, and the cartel controls the border. They are coming in through ports of entry, legal ports of entry, not the unpatrolled areas, and they're getting right past the U.S. Border Patrol. Uh, Allison, how long have you been involved in drug enforcement? Oh. You know, just how long? Just uh, Enforcement. I'm a security contractor, but um, how long do you know about it? Forty years, thirty years. years? I'm 49, so more well, like 20 years. Is this yeah, the worst you've seen in terms of in terms of uh, invasion? I have never. I could never have imagined this, and That's I've heard that thought. from. I've heard that, and you you've been more involved than I have. Did you ever imagine this? No, no, no. It's way beyond. But thank and thanks for calling, Allison. Hang in there. Keep in touch. All right, you're great. Next. Well, let's talk about what's going on at Mount Sinai in New York. Well, I want to talk to you because you're a nurse. Uh, well, I'm a nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. <laughs> ran a hospital, even more yep. relevant. Yep. So what happens when they're not going to help with giving? Uh, there's a whole article about how terrible it is for, for for birthing. Thankfully, in my career, there was only one hospital where I was an executive that was unionized, and that was in Pennsylvania. And my inpatient nurses were unionized, but my outpatient nurses weren't. And it was terrible. I have to say, whenever they had a grievance, it would get kicked up to my level, and my calendar would be f- filled with listening to grievances about a schedule. It was just part of the the bargaining tool to, you know, I'm on that list that they have to sit with. And whatever the nurses got inpatient, I gave it to the outpatient ones. But this could be jeopardized patient care. I forget the number that they said were threatening to strike. It's in the thousands. 
But what they do at this point is they try to get relief nurses or interim nurses. They call all the agencies they can. They're going to offer people not to, you know, we'll give you double time. They'll do whatever they can to keep patient care flowing. Um, but it's a tragic situation when you jeopardize patient care. Yeah, in our hospital situation in New York, I'm, you know, we're not at COVID uh, numbers, but our hospital situation in New York, which I know very well because as the mayor of New York, I ran one quarter of the hospital beds in New York. Yeah, that's the Health and Hospitals Corporation. One quarter of the hospital beds in New York are operated by the city of New York. So we are very full almost all the time. In other words, we we don't have lots of room. We have room, but we don't have lots of room for big, big, big uh, uh, movement. Like we couldn't, it would be very hard to take over everybody from Mount Sinai and move them into the other hospital. Yeah. Would, uh, then the quality of care in those hospitals. Yeah, and I'm afraid I'm not up to what their grievances are. I'm really not no, in touch get with that. that. I don't want yeah. to get into the labor thing. I just wanted to get into how do you manage? Look, the head of the hospital may have no choice. You just have to manage your way through it. You do have to. You, you will probably start limiting the amount of hospitals, uh, stays, elective surgeries. They may go without not to take up those beds. They may only function on emergencies. We're only going to take it's emergency great cases. It's my hospital. Yeah. I mean, I have no, I have no, uh, uh, no hesitation telling you it's my hospital. You all know it because every time I go there, it's leaked to the paper. <laughs> I was going to say, it's frontline news. I just gave up. First time, first time it happened, the newspapers found, found out that I tested uh, positive for cancer before I did. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh. Wow. I got a call from my press secretary. She said, oh, I'm sorry, Mayor, the test came out bad. I said, what, Sonny? What are you talking about? I haven't gotten the results. She said, you got to be kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> I never heard that story. Oh, my God. That's you- awful. But I hope. I hope Mount Sinai can resolve this and patients can be taken care of. I can tell you the reason why I preface that I'm a nurse practitioner is because of the education that goes into it, right? I went to college for seven years, so that includes my Ph.D. But nurse practitioner, we're, we're like a physician. We're a provider. And you did emergency so I work, did mostly education for it so i'm proud of it so i make that distinction but nursing i'm very proud of my i was a nurse first and i'm proud of that nursing um background and it is one of the hardest jobs in the hospital by far and with cases we we have less and less um hospitalization when you think 20, 30 years ago, people would be admitted to the hospital with maybe a cast on their leg, you know, because of a broken bone. That's all outpatient I, now. They would always keep you. I remember I, when I was a little, little boy, I had a hernia operation. I was in the hospital for five days. Oh, now you tell birth, now which is, yeah, birth, which is a normal thing for a woman to give birth to a child. People used to do it in the woods for crying out loud. Indians would squat down and just pop one out. Or like the kangaroos. Yeah, there's nothing that is real. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But there's nothing really big and scientific about giving birth. And only women can give birth, by the way. Um, (laughs) But but we they used to your honor. They used to stay in the hospital five days. So now it's more and more sickly people who get admitted to the hospital. Very complex cases. The nurse has to know all about it, what's coming back in the lab results, teaching the patient, and managing multiple, multiple patients. But it is a difficult job, so I wish the best for both the nurses and Mount Sinai. When we come back, we're going to explain to you why 
What you saw last week uh, in the House has was a revolution. A revolution because of the seven concessions or the seven uh, uh, planks in the program of this new Democratic majority, uh, Republican majority in the House of Representatives to take on the Democrats. This is, uh, this is the real story you're not being told and the one that, God willing, is going to take America back from the brink. So the doctor and I will be back right after these messages. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the incomparable Dr. Maria, uh, who is just remarkable. And, And, of course, we're sponsored by, oh, we are so honored to be sponsored by Tunnels and Towers. And we'll tell you about them in a short while. I don't think we even have to tell you about it. I just want to. Just be ascending your $11 a month, please. It's an obligation you have, and I'll explain that in just a little while. Now, we, we watched, uh, and I have to say, uh, there was some degree, I'm not going to say entertaining. There was a certain amount of drama in the whole crazy thing that went on the last couple of days, and we were watching it up. And I loved it, by the way. Yeah, you, you like you like I like the discourse. Hampshire. She yeah. liked the play out of uh, of demo- of democracy. And you know, coming after Damari Hamlin's uh injury uh in foot in, in football, which really was dominating television also with the prayer and the players getting ready for prayer and then the fact that he's now God willing recovering, what a miracle. Uh this 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 was like okay now we get back to the real world where these guys fight and they don't get along and but there was a there was a method to the madness and I hope you see it they came out with seven they call it concessions I would call it seven planks in a platform and uh, they're putting them out there and they've got to they're, they're going to have to produce on most of this to be and, successful and can I and just I like say that for accountability. For accountability, and it benefits all Americans, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, like every single American. This is truly, I am so proud of the Freedom Caucus fighting for these things. Yeah. When you make fun of these people holding out, the 20 holding out, 22 holding out, without their doing that, you would not have this. This wasn't for a bridge to nowhere. This was a bridge back for America because the Biden administration... The Biden administration has taken us into the train station. That's a soundbite, hmm? ta- sound Rudy. They've that taken was us true. into the train station. Remember I told you last year I did a podcast 
express train to Marxism, we're there. This will take us back. One, reinstituting uh, the motion to vacate the chair based on just one vote. It has always been that way from time immemorial until crooked Nancy took over <laughs> and ended up with five. She needed five because she knew they'd bounce her out. Well, she I was mean, afraid of the uh, what's those wackadoodles? Well, no, the squad. I think she was also afraid that they might do they might do integrity investigations the way they used to, and they'd figure out that her husband is making millions on inside information. But she didn't know that she was coming into an era in which Democrats don't get investigated for serious felonies and are allowed to steal millions from the United States and get away with it. She didn't know that. Then the second one is the Freedom Caucus. They've added members to the Rules and Appropriations Committee. You're not going to know what, why that's so important. That's important because the Democrats block everything getting to the floor through those two committees with their majority vote. By putting extra Freedom Caucus members on who are tough as nails, they're going to spend the time figuring out what they're trying to do and thwart them, and everything will get to the floor or everything possible. Number three, a promise to hold a vote on term limits, a border plan, a border plan. Promise to make every single one of them go yay or nay on an end to coronavirus mandates, particularly for children. End the abuse of children. Vote yes or no and see what the parents do to you when you go back voting that their kids have to be stuck in useless masks for another year. And please stop the mandate on health care workers. Too many doctors and nurses have left the field over it. So they, right now under Pelosi, all they get to do is become like uh, a conversation on The View about it. And no one uh, except the view is dumber, uh, except they don't vote. Nobody has to vote, so you don't know what their position is. Now they're going to be stuck with a vote. How about this? A select committee probe alleged about alleged abuse by the FBI that has been turned into the secret police of America and ending it. And, boy, I can tell you, the members, if they wanted anything, this is the one they wanted because the FBI over the last five or six years, and you don't know this, has been trying to put these guys in prison unfairly and framing them like they tried to put me in prison. They did. I mean, they investigated me for three years and tried to put They've done the same thing to them. So this is personal as well as governmental. Personal in the right sense. Personal because you could be them. Uh, number five, more single-subject bills. Why is that important? Because you won't get a 4,000-page bill. That's got a lot of good things in it, and it also has a lot of very bad things in it, making a country bankrupt. And you can't get the good things like funding our military unless you vote for all the phony projects for the incredibly large and increasing number of crooked Democrats in this country. Simple. Uh, number six. Giving members at least 72 hours to review bills. I'd make this longer. I'd make this, this could be longer, right? Well, yeah, well, 4,000-page bill in 72 hours, that's tough. I'd, I'd make it a I'd, – I'd, I'd grade it based on the length and, and complexity. If it's a less than a 1,000-page bill, 72 hours, it's over 1,000 pages a week. But this right. is what they, they settled for. And this I like I, li I like this last one about single – 
issue bills. When you think of that omnibus bill, there may have been some good stuff in it, like the military uh, funding the government, but there was the $3.5 million trail in Georgia from uh, named after Michelle Obama. There was a wall be- funded yeah, in yeah. Egypt. Those are the by the way, Egypt. <laughs> the funding walls in Egypt, Ethiopia, not in America. Not in tech, uh, the guy, the Democratic mayor of El Paso is getting ruined uh, uh, illegal immigrants are coming out of their sewers, and they're doing a wall in Egypt. Yeah, and I would always say, well, why don't Republicans just put in a single bill? Well, Nancy Pelosi would block that bill. I don't think the American people know that. No, they don't know the that rules. That people try to put in bills, and she would not allow this it to come to the thing floor. They did here. This is the kind of stuff they never do. This is the nuts and bolts of governing. This is what you do if you're a political science student and you want to fix things. I am so proud of them. Me too. I am so proud of them, and I and 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 I and I. And it once again indicates to me, thank God, these reporters are not in government. And you know, because they really are stupid and dumb. Yeah. And they don't realize this is this is uh, now. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If this happens, one one last thing: a promise not to increase the debt ceiling. Stand against new federal. I, I like that. I like that. Um, what I was going to say is we are so lucky to live in America. We say that all the time, but we have moved so far away from the Constitution. We need to get back to that document and start governing like that. In teaching and school government, I learned about the three different uh, co-branches of our government. Most people don't understand well, how a you, bill comes you, to now, the floor. Yeah, now you learn about how America invented slavery. Of course, it didn't. Also, uh, kudos to uh, former President Donald J. Trump, who was on the phone at the last minute with a number of these people and pushed them over the top. And uh, pushed them over the top to help McCarthy. He and McConnell agreed on McCarthy. Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Because the people in that group of 20, I know as well as the president does. Some of them I probably know better because by the nature of the president's office, he can't spend time with them. These are some of the most trustworthy people. I I would trust Jim Jordan with my life. Uh, So he had a lot of – remember when Gates uh, first got angry because Trump came out in favor of McCarthy? But what did Gates do the next night? He nominated Trump for speaker. (laughs) You know, um, people, may I tell you, they were using, and I mean the media, was using propaganda. Even the conservative channels were saying, oh, the Republican Party is a disaster. This isn't good for democracy. It was BS. Can I tell you? I don't like it that 100% of Democrats voted for Hakeem Jeffries. Give me a break. I know there's people in there thinking he's too radically left, but they didn't have the balls to stand up. And I am so proud to be part of the Republican Party at this time in history because we are unique. We are individuals. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on Uncovering the Truth with Dr. Maria. And uh, we would like uh, to go to, oh, let's go to Joel in Jerusalem. 
Galilee, the truth shall set us free from the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. What's up? Well, um, look, it's sometimes very late at night here when you're on live from your great shows in Florida, but you're getting up to like, what, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 people sometimes. Yeah, we're, we, um, we're, we're averaging 70 now, and we had a couple at about 120. That's fantastic. Well, the truth is getting out there, and you stoked the flame for many years and the darkest hours before dawn. Uh, I'm just tracking the, um, the pleadings in um, the Arkansas uh, London Roberts Hunter Biden case, which they're continuing to try to seal, uh, especially regarding the financial records. And I know it's a bit touchy to even be speaking about this. No, no, no. Just play it out quickly. Yeah, we don't quickly, have a lot of time, got... <laughs> but lay it out so people get it. Okay. So um, there was an order from the judge in 2019, the first judge, before uh, the, that judge recused. Uh, as it turned out, that judge that was supervising the paternity case was friendly with Joe Biden and should have been on the case. But, uh, you know, according to, um, to, to Arkansas, I guess state law, the young woman has access to five years of Hunter Biden bank records. And, you know, that really is exposes this the, the case Rico with the crime. stripper. Oh, um, no, she did just merely disrobe, uh, Dr. Maria. We have to use euphemisms in today's. She disrobed. She disrobed. This, is this the mother of his child? Yes, that would be her. And she has access. She's got really a lot of power over him because it's five years of bank records she's entitled to. And, and, um, and she hasn't gotten them is the point, right? No, uh, you know, because of the artwork yep. and yep. because of other changes in his financial status, um, the case was closed. Uh, but now it's been reopened. And uh, there's a lot of activity there because it's a struggle again for the, the truth and getting well, the truth is, well, out. You keep us you keep us informed on this one, Joel, uh, because it is um, th- 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 this would tell us, for example, who's who's forking over this two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred grand to the bag man for the president. And they will need a forensic auditor because I'm sure there's a lot of hidden interconnections. But thank you for your call, Joel. Let's go to Elaine. Elaine, how are you doing this fine morning? Um, not too well. I'd like to digress for a moment and, and tell you about smart meters. I don't think anybody knows the danger of smart meters. What they is serve, that? They serve as surveillance devices, fire hazards, and radiation emitters. And my, electric, my electrician warned me about it. He said, don't let them change your meter. And they're getting kickbacks for that because a customer of his had a fire and somebody in California died. They're harming. Have you heard about where, this? Where? No, I haven't. And where? And where is it? What state are we talking about? New Jersey, and in it's New- happening in New Jersey and California, all over. It's terrible what's going on, and I can't sleep at night because I'm suffering headaches from the. It, it, it gives radiation 24/7. How could well, it we're not? Try to do some research, Please. Elaine. Thank you for calling, and we'll we'll report back on this because I'm not sure. We need to look up a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah. This takes us by surprise, and we'll we'll take a look at it, Elaine. And don't worry, we'll fi- we'll 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 find out about it, my dear Maria. What you got? Well, Can I send you the little- documentation? Yeah, sure. It's at WABC. Okay. Phone number, please. Well, okay. they'll they'll let you know. Stay on the line, and they'll give you some information so you can send um, us some information. Thank you. All right, let's see. We're trying to get through. We have so many callers today. Uh, let's go to Joseph. Joseph, how are you? 
reasonably well. Uh, I wish I could say the same thing about the state of affairs with regard to the rule of law in this country. You mentioned the FBI and the politicization, rather, of not only FBI, but also local police agencies. Now, January 6th was probably the best recent example of how the police agencies and the law enforcement establishment has been weaponized against law-abiding yeah, law-abiding, tax-paying citizens who are lawfully exercising their constitutionally protected rights. Now, with regard to January 6th, as I stated before, the most of those people, hundreds of them, by the way, nearly a thousand law-abiding Americans rotting away in abominable conditions in, uh, in a prison in Washington, D.C. You're so right, Nick. It's reasons. very little attention. Mayor Giuliani did a fantastic podcast with... Kara Castronova, who's a journalist with Gateway Pundit, and she's in contact with a lot of those, what we call the J6 prisoners. They aren't having their due process. Some of them are medically ill. They've been punished for, uh, at night, I think they sing God Bless America. They um, do a Pledge of Allegiance every day, and they get punished for some of those things. And in addition, additionally, uh, many of the many of the prisoners there are not only being denied access to their uh, to their attorneys, but also many of them suffer from very severe medical conditions. Some of them have uh, yes. life threatening conditions. They're not getting their medications. They're not getting medical uh, visits and appointments on a regular basis. Again, it's a life threatening situation for many of those people. But they can virtually be con- condemned to death because they're there indefinitely. It's two years already that they're sitting rotting in prison for misdemeanor charges, all right? But I'm not going to belabor that point. It's not just the January 6th protesters. That very nice, ugly little piece of excrement uh, stinking up the Justice Department by the name of Merrick Garland. He's targeted targeted virtually every law-abiding American who's opposed to that anti-white hate propaganda known as CRT, uh, he, who's opposed to having their children brainwashed into thinking that a drug-abusing homosexual who's taken thousands of penises up his dung... Joe, we got to stop there. Joe, I do... Uh, call back. Pro- call yeah. back. Let, let, let's put a... Let's put a um, I do appreciate the call about the prisoners and that they're not getting due process, and it makes me think that the mayor and I on Uncovering the Truth need to... Um, Start with a bigger segment about what is happening yeah, with podcast. those J6. So also, thank you very much for your call. Also, you know, a, a little bit of an overstatement, which I don't know if it's appropriate or not. We'll have to see. But in any, in any event, uh, the spirit is uh, well well taken, Joseph. And thank you to, for defending their rights. So few people have the guts to stand up and defend their rights. And, and things like that are happening to them. So, uh, you know, you should have the right to say it. But we do live in a sort of confined who knows what? Well, you know, like- I, I, was, I was asked. I was going to ask him about the book by Julie Kelly uh, uh, called "January 6, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right." It's a little bit dated now because it's about eight months old, and lots have happened since then. But I found it in a great deal of history I didn't know, uh, which makes it certainly plausible and worth investigating. Exactly how much of this was manipulated by Antifa, the Democratic Party, and the FBI, and the Nancy FBI. Pelosi? Well, how did? Why did she have a film crew there? Why did she have her daughter filming things? Like she knew something was going to happen. It's uh, it's. 
This is the lack of trust the American people have in our government now because it's propaganda. People are put in jail if you disagree on political points. It's terrible. As Dr. Maria knows, we from the very beginning had information, very, very solid inside information about how, well, how manipulated this was and how it wasn't what it appeared to be. Especially with Antifa. Immediately knew that the claims of people being killed were complete lies. I I want to set the record straight right now. Except Ashley Babbitt, who actually was killed, and we saw that, I think, before any of you did. We, We saw it almost in real time. And I know murder, I'm sorry. That's a first-degree murder investigation of the highest order. I want to clarify who died that day because it's still out there. Every once in a while I'll say, but what about the – I thought you loved police officers. Four police officers died. Zero police officers died on January 6th. Four peaceful protesters died on January 6th. Ashley Babbitt was murdered inside the Capitol, an unarmed veteran – Outside the Capitol, Roseanne Boylan, they say she died from a drug overdose. Maybe she did have drugs in her system, but we saw the videos of her being beaten and people trying to help and trying to perform CPR on her. And then two other peaceful protesters outside the Capitol when the Capitol Police were throwing smoke bombs down on them had, I guess, a reaction, but two peaceful protesters more had a heart attack. So what is it, four? Altogether? Four peaceful protesters died and on that Ashley day. Babbitt, looking to me, and I'm going to say it like first-degree murder, but uh, remember, her mother was arrested yesterday or the day before. Her mother. On on January 6th, she was actually protesting outside because there wasn't a proper investigation. They talked to Byrd, the uh, Capitol Police officers who had a number of safety violations against him, and then they housed him and kept him away from investigators for a while. But nobody near the scene is on record of being interviewed, and she wants justice for her daughter. But can you imagine investigating her for jaywalking? And arresting her and putting her in handcuffs for jaywalking? That isn't a punitive arrest. That isn't a violation of her civil rights by a police department that needs to be investigated. That cop shot a woman who was unarmed, without a record, a 17-year veteran, without clear evidence she even committed a crime. We don't know if she entered and was invited in or pushed her way in. There were six cops on his side and six cops on the other side. There was no reason to believe he was a danger to us because she had to jump over a wall and she clearly would have been on her back or on her stomach when she did that. And the six cops, I mean, even if they were 400 pounds each, could have gotten to her on time and handcuffed her. There was no reason to blow her brains out. Well, a number of these podcasts are on Rudy Giuliani CS. That stands for commonsense.com. He has a plethora of podcasts that were done pretty much in real time around that area, uh, around that time of John Sullivan. One of them is, is entitled, Who is John Sullivan? And you clearly see him, John Sullivan himself, on January 5th, 
saying, let's go burn the Capitol down and let's tomorrow. Let's go get the president. And get, he was an, obviously anti-Trump, and get that MFR out of the White House. Which is a crime. It's a threat on the president for which the Secret Service gave President Trump no protection. I have arrested people on that charge as a U.S. attorney. It's clear you threatened the president. Well, let's go get him out of the White House. Let's take him out before the end of his term, which he both wrote and said. What's, we need an investigation of why the Secret Service didn't arrest him for a threat on the president of the United States. I mean, I know uh, President Trump is not allowed right to counsel because they began illegally searching my accounts the day I represented him and other lawyers. And I know they don't allow him a Fifth Amendment right, and I know they don't allow him a right of privacy because they barge into his house. They They haven't searched Hunter and Joe Biden yet, and they searched Trump and me and all of Trump's lawyers. And as one of our callers said, let's get back to the rule of law. I want to talk about a podcast coming out tomorrow on RudyGiulianiCS.com. And, of course, subscribe to his Rumble channel. And it is a different, it is a departure from politics and all the serious issues that are facing our nation today. It is at Animal Adventures Safari and Park in Boynton, Florida. And it's by reservation only. The Kalin family, K-A-L-I-N, do a superb job of taking care of a wide variety of animals. And as a matter of fact, they are such experts when people can't find out what's wrong with a particular animal or an animal has been abandoned. They call the Kalin family to take in those animals. So we had a lot of fun with camels and spider monkeys. President Trump last night. Yes, and and (laughs) we brought the Kalin family to Mar Largo. Yeah, and one one of the there's a young boy in the family, Jordan, who's just adorable, and he is a huge Trump fan. He's got a poster in his room. Of course, you have to go to Mar Largo in a suit and uh, a sports coat and a tie, and underneath that was Trump won, and he showed President Trump. So President Trump gave him a nice hat. But have a wonderful week. Oh, (laughs) have a wonderful week, everybody, and we'll see you next Sunday. God bless America. Rudy Giuliani Show, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m.